Welcome back, family, to the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, representing for CanesCounty.com, part of the Rivals.com network. Make sure you follow this podcast on all platforms and also subscribe to this YouTube channel live from Canes County. Today, I have Wes Lammy joining me, the founder of WorldWideWest.com, longtime sports writer here in South Florida to talk canes versus nc state thanks for joining me today wes hey marcus it's good to be here man long overdue man really 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 <laughs> really really mean it you know from our days obviously just running into each other and covering the canes man long overdue yeah yeah absolutely um for those that don't know me and wes are usually side by side in the press box watching a game uh either crying yelling or you know just you know giving our disbelief <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, because you know, following this football team has been a roller coaster, but it seems like things are kind of trending towards the right direction. I mean, two two straight wins in the conference, um, albeit the overtime variety. So it kind of tugs on your heartstrings a little bit, at least for Hurricanes fans. But the big question that everybody kind of has going into this game, Wes, is which TVD is going to stand up? Will the real TVD stand up here? You know, um, and is he going to revert back to where he was 4-0 this season or on that tear during 2021? Or will he revert back to the TVD that we've seen in his last two starts? Do you think he bounces back against NC State? Well, so you were there, Marcus, too, in the, in the post game. In, in the last win in terms of the way that TVD was at the press conference and he said, Hey, I need to be better. I need to prepare. It's all me. He's, he's, he's t blaming himself for this. He's saying, Hey, I got to prepare better. I got to do better. Now yeah. this, this is TVD who's been with the U for a while now and it's quite concerning. However, with his play with injury to play also that's kicked in for him also, Will the real TVD stand up? You're right. Or will the real Slim Shady <laughs> please stand up? So right. it's going to come a point where we have to say, okay, TVD, you're in a good spot here. Six and two. And at the same time, we thought this team could have been maybe worse. So he needs to. He's, he's taken it. He said, hey, look, I need to prepare better. Is he preparing? Is he doing what he needs to do? If he is, yes, that, that's it. Because if the struggles are still there, then there's something going on there. And they're going to come a point where we saw someone replace him already. And then yeah. we said, hey, pretty pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so so yeah. TVD, we know he's in the quarterback room. We know he's taking the knowledge of his struggles. And the key thing that he needs to do now is key – Three games, three games on the road of the last four, Marcus. Right? As, yeah. as far as yeah, uh, like not good. The remaining, <laughs> yeah, the remaining, the remaining games, the remaining, oh, the games, remaining of the games. Yeah, we we've got four games left. Four games, three of them on the road. Three on the road. Yep. Correct. So, so the point I'm trying to say is, so now, I mean, it's it's him for the taking here to really prove 
hey, he can finish this year strong. And at the same time, this is it here. This is it for the taking. And I've seen him play well on the road. You know, nothing is the home field at all. This is, you know, you play your schedule. But at the end of the day, I've seen TVD play well on the road, and he has to step up this week. Yeah, I think the last time we saw TVD play well on the road was not even last season. It was the year before, 2021. He won a, a, a battle against Pittsburgh, and right. then it was a blowout win against Duke to kind of end the season. What's troubling for most Hurricane fans with TVD, though, is these turnovers, man. I mean, he's been just turnover-prone, throwing yeah. interceptions. He had three against Georgia Tech. He had three against uh, North Carolina, three turnovers, two interceptions, one fumble. And he had two more interceptions against Virginia and nearly had a third if it wasn't for Jacoby George knocking the ball out last minute. I remember you in the press box that night. You were like, three? And I was like, no, it's incomplete. It's incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> and, was, and so that's, that's troubling, man. It's just to see that. You can't have turnovers. You can't have that, especially in these conference games. This is kind of big boy football when you start playing conference games. My question to you, Wes, is if he starts out sputtering again here where he throws an interception, he throws a second one, albeit maybe a third, maybe. <laughs> I mean, at what, point, right, at what point do the coaches decide – we're going to go with Emory, as you alluded to earlier. Emory Williams is, yeah. is, you know, he looked pretty good, looked decent enough. He looked like a good game manager against Clemson. And the way this defense is playing and the way this running game, you yes. know, comes through, as we saw late in the game against Virginia, you can pretty much trust those two elements of the game. And special teams has been outstanding. Borgales, yes. So you hit it. You hit on on all facets. Special teams, the running game, and the defense is what got them through the last win. And at the same time, really, wow, backed up TVD tremendously. Tremendously. Marcus, two interceptions, we have to pull them. If he throws two interceptions, two. Two. Okay. One is one you can live with. I really believe one you can live with. But if you throw two, you got to pull them. You're going to have to pull them. And at the end of the wow. day, again, he so, he mentioned so, he mentioned so in terms of his preparation. He mentioned in terms of his preparation. So he's got to see something there. He's got to right. see something. If you're preparing, you got to see the. I mean, are you not preparing for NC State's defense? Or you know, don't get me wrong. They're gonna they're gonna throw wrinkles at you, you know. But two interceptions, and I think that's it. You just don't want to dig your running game into the hole, and you you want to give you want to set um, your your field goal kicking up for success. And if you're throwing too many interceptions, that, that won't happen. Wow, two interceptions. So that means for last game, you wanted to pull him after the second interception then. Is that right? Did it not come into question? You wonder. <laughs> you wonder when the third one was, was broken up, when the third one was incomplete too, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it, it would have been interesting to see what they did if – the Virginia defender did secure that third interception if, if, if they would actually go to Emory in that situation. So it's two things for me. I think, I think it, it, if TBD throws three picks for me, I think that's, that's when you pull them. 
but but for what the coaching staff will do, I don't think that they pull him until he throws four. In my opinion, I think like it because four is like you know the wheels have done completely fell off this bus. We got to call like a tow truck and to, to get us out of this situation, you know, because you know four is just it's just you know it's 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 not something that is really explainable at that point because yeah, and Marcus, I'm gonna with you. I think it's kind of okay um, as long as they're not critical ones. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the coaching staff pulls him after four. I would pull him after three. Wow, Marcus, God bless you. Wow, four interceptions. <laughs> wow, Marcus, keep in mind also they faced two, um, double digit um, deficits these past few games. So you sure. want to be careful not to you you want to be careful not to um, four interceptions. You want to be careful not to dig yourself in a hole. I'm just saying, you know, two right. wins in a row, two yeah, wins in a row. Correct. Two wins in a row in overtime. You want to make sure that you know you 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 get that all set up, and 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 hey, look at the composure Emory has had. He's been amazing with his composure. Um, you see him in the press conferences also. Um, he's 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 ready for it. He's built for it, just in case. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think. I think Emery can get the job done if he is called upon. Um, you know, we only have one sample size, and that was his first start against, you know, we could say now a mediocre or average Clemson team. This is not the Clemson yeah. of old. So, uh, but still, it was a great outing by by Emery. TVD got to do better. And that's one of my keys to this game, as, as we kind of talk about keys to Miami winning this game, is that TVD has to be – efficient we're not asking you to throw for 300 or 400 yards in this game because like i said special teams defense running game those those elements of your football team are performing at a very high level which means you don't have to win the game you just have to not lose the game uh tvd has to be kind of focused in the pocket not get greedy like he said he he self-disclosed himself that you know, he got a little greedy uh, and he has to kind of limit the greed here. You know, you got to be conservative, man. You you, you can't be, you know, buying a, a, an expensive watch. You know, you, you, you might have, yeah. have to go with the Casio. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You have to, in a football perspective. Nothing about that G-Shop watch. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You got to check it down. He has to become check down type. Check down Tyler. At the end of the night, I'm hoping that I am going to call him check down Tyler. He came through uh, for the Hurricanes because he checked it down to his back or he's checked it down to his receiver in the flat or coming across a, a shallow cross or something like that. That's that's one of the big keys uh, for me is that Tyler just has to be efficient and he has to be conservative somewhat and only if he's called upon, which means if you're down big in this game, then you start to take some shots downfield because, like I said, I think the running game and the defense, you know, yes. can help you win this game. As we see last week with Cam Kitchens with the pick six, your, your defense can probably score some points for you in this game. You just have to not put NC State in position to score points against you. What are some of your keys for the game? So – 
Here's the key for me, and I made note of this here. I, I think the key is the pass rushes against the opposing offensive lines. So the pass rush of the um, of NC State, of the Wolfpack, and the pass rush of the Hurricanes, both of them trying to get to the opposing quarterbacks. And obviously, we're talking a little bit more about uh, TVD. One thing that's key too, Marcus, is that the Hurricanes haven't allowed much sacks this year. I had to note here, they've only allowed eight sacks this season. So pretty good. good. So they're setting up TVD for success by the offensive line. And you wonder, what is he seeing out there when he's throwing the ball? Eight sacks, you know, and don't forget, he he didn't play because of the game, because of injury. So that's the key thing I look at in terms of keys to the game for me, in terms of both sides, the both opposing sides. Now, obviously, uh, I had a note that the Wolfpack, They've allowed about, you know, a few more sacks, just about like 15 more, like 15 in total. But that's not that many compared to the eight that eight that the um, that the Hurricanes have allowed, which is big. So I think the posing defensive rushes on both sides are what are going to be key to getting to the opposing quarterbacks in TVD. Again, sacked only eight times. The offensive line, they've only allowed eight sacks, which is big. I, I you have to respect the way they've improved and at the same time, you help keeping their quarterback off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. To your point, uh, Miami ranks 11th in the country in sacks allowed while NC state ranks 63rd in sacks allowed. Thank so that, that that's, that's going to be a, a big factor. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. But like I said earlier, I mean, I mean, TVD was, has been fairly, you know, upright this entire season it's just sometimes he's still not making right this the right decision when he's upright so yeah i i do think that is going to be uh definitely uh key in this game and, and, and side note marcus we we're saying it all the time where's the air raid right <laughs> hey well when your quarterback is not making throws uh okay. it's hard to trust him you know okay. it's hard to trust him to air it out you know um, okay. And then, like against Clemson, you had a true freshman playing. I, I don't think he aired it out uh, until he kind of builds trust. You know, it's it's like a relationship, man. You you can't start, you know, take. Well, I, in my personal opinion, I I don't start taking a girl out for a trips across the world until you know there's some trust established. You feel me? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I think that's that's kind of the problem with with this. Uh, I guess air raid offense is that. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke has done things where you just can't trust him to kind of air it out. So uh, until he starts to connect with some consistency, then maybe we'll see the air raid in these last four games uh, of the season, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, The other key for me, though, Wes, is Miami has to limit these big plays because NC State, from what I've seen, their offense is is not really that prolific. However, they do have some playmakers that can take it the Absolutely. distance. Uh, so in the last game against Clemson, they had a 72-yarder who, where, you know, it, it ended up really being the, the difference in the game. So I think they really kind of need to limit the big plays. And even if you, you, you give up a huge chunk play, 
kind of how like they did last week and they gave up like a huge chunk play where Cam missed the tackle, but Corey Couch made the tackle before he scored. And then they were able to hold him to a field goal. And in a, in a close game like it was last week, would end up going overtime. Plays like that are game-saving plays. So you, you need those type of plays to happen uh, for the Hurricanes. Uh, so they I think they really need to limit the big plays uh, for for them to come out of Raleigh with and, a win. And, and, and to segue to that, uh, yes. you, you mentioned Cam Kitchens earlier. He's been the local kid, amazing for the Hurricanes and redeveloping sure. to what, what we want him to be. So what I've looked at is that I've said, you know what, and bring this up, I like Cam Kitchens and I like a potential matchup where he's going to have to defend um, NC State's uh, top wide receiver, Kevin Kate, Kevin Casey Conception. That's his name. So yeah. he's he's been – he was amazing, especially last game um, against uh, – their one against Clemson. Yeah. Where he had – I have here – I had – he had 134 all-purpose yards with two TDs. Yeah. So so he's going to be that big – Correct, correct. So he's going to be that key player for the Wolfpack where Cam Kitchens, he's going to have to spy on him a little bit. I respect the one-on-one -on -one coverage they may have on him, but – Cam Kitchen's going to be very valuable in terms of preventing that big play because at the end of the day, at home, and he's proven that he's been doing his best. And one thing, too, as mentioned, too, um, is that he's the, it was the third time where he was the um, ACC uh, Rookie of the Week this season. Yeah. So the defense, you know they've scouted him, and – Cam Kitchens, he's going to have to play a valuable role to help with that coverage of him. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one of my keys as well. Go to canescounty.com for more uh, on, on that. I definitely highlighted both safeties, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, James Williams is one of, one of the top safeties when it comes to coverage, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, yeah. in the ACC. So I think both James Williams and Cam Kitchens will be – key factors in this game and yeah i totally agree uh kevin concepcion kc they call him yep. the freshman uh out of you know hometown guy from from the north carolina uh state uh yeah he's been dynamic he's really been outstanding and uh, miami definitely has to kind of keep him under wraps yeah on the and, and, and yeah. i mentioned cam because obviously we know williams is amazing deep deep in that secondary at times too but Cam, he, he can roam a little more. Would you agree with me, Marcus? Because that's why I see when you have Cam Kitchens down there in that secondary, he's able to roam a little bit more, and then you can move him around, and he can help with, with covering Kevin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, what I fear sometimes is that sometimes the safeties get a little bit uh, over-aggressive, like, like we kind of saw in that Georgia Tech game late, yeah. or that heartbreaker yeah. where they get a little yeah. bit too aggressive and they yeah, don't man. stay, stay exactly. disciplined. But at yeah, the he same time... He turned, the hip, he, turned the hip, he turned the hip on Cam, and then there you go. Touchdown. I'm just yeah. like, oh, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were there. We were there. Yeah, un yeah unfortunately, we were. Uh, no, no, tell him. Tell him I called you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you made uh, your way down. Yeah, while I was in the press room, but fortunately I saw what happened on the TV that was on. 
in there. So yeah, it, it was a it was a nightmare uh, nightmare situation to to kind of hear the screams. I'll never forget the sound of the screams from inside the press room that I heard because it sounded like someone was dying, you know, like, and I was like, Oh my God, what's going on. And I, and when I was seeing it all unfold on the television, I thought, okay, well, they, I guess they got in the field goal range and I'm going to have to go back up to the press box and watch the rest of this game. And the fact that, you know, that unfolded the way it did. Yeah. yeah. It's still one of the worst moments I think in hurricanes history. I hate to say that, that but but yeah, uh, especially depending on how this whole season kind of shakes out here. But yeah, um, yeah, that's the only thing I kind of worry about, uh, just being a little too over aggressive. And they got some other guys too. They they've got some other guys besides Concepcion. Obviously, he's the playmaker, uh, as you see him scoring on on the video uh, that we have here playing on the YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Um, but yeah, you, you got to be disciplined uh, in order to to kind of get a win here. On the other side of the ball, for me, I think. Miami has a, a player that's very similar to Concepcion because the other thing about that player is that he runs it out of the backfield. You know, he, he has a 50 yard run. Um, so he's extremely explosive, but Miami's got an explosive guy too in Brashard Smith. And to me, he was kind of missed last week for some reason. I, I don't know if, if there was an injury or anything like that, or maybe it was just a game script situation, but I want to see a little bit more Brashard Smith, especially coming out of the backfield as a running back. We saw how dynamic he was against Clemson uh, with that huge run. It was an 80 yard run. So I think that is something that can keep them keep NC state off balance. Uh, so he's definitely one of the guys for me as an X factor. And and to touch upon that, Marcus, I, it sounds that we both agree the running game is what we can count on in yeah. terms of this offense. Yeah, yeah. The offensive line overall, I, I think you can kind of just kind of yeah. count on, you know, because they've probably been the most consistent group all Correct. year. And, and I don't Absolutely. think – well, I don't remember really ever saying that in recent memory about a Miami offensive line that the O-line is the most consistent group because you already alluded to earlier about how they've been able to kind of protect uh, TVD and Emory. Yeah. This running game has been, you know, one of the best in the ACC. So that's something yeah. that travels. And that is something that I think is is going to, you know, wear down the Wolfpack as the game goes on. Here's, so, a, little insight, here's a little insight to touch on that, too. You're at the game. Yeah. You're know, at the game pregame. And I see Mario Cristobal, obviously ex-offensive lineman for the Hurricanes. He, the groups break up. You see the offensive linemen break up, the quarterbacks, you know, just to warm up pregame. Cristobal goes directly to the offensive line. He's directing the offensive line, coaching up the offensive line. This is like five, five to ten minutes before before kickoff. So you can you can tell that he's probably had a direct hand on just getting the offensive line in rhythm, in sync, getting them on the same page. And you you see them right there before kickoff. They're doing pool drills. They're 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 really pushing each other right before kickoff. And you can tell Chris Ball he's he's had his hand in that, and it shows. It shows tremendously. 
you know, you you hope durability and health keeps the guys there. But you can tell he's he's had them. And again, it goes back to well, we say the running game is benefiting this team, and we worry about the play of TBD. Yeah, I mean, him being a former offensive lineman uh, for the University of Miami, he definitely has an emphasis on on offensive line play. And like you said, it definitely shows. And, of course, he brought his offensive line coach over from Oregon. Many consider him one of the best in the business at what he does. He also brought his defensive line coach, uh, Joe Salabay, as well, along with Alex Maribal. So the trenches has really been why Miami is six and two right now and have a sliver of hope of of making an ACC championship game. Yeah. So lastly, man, uh, Miami is favored by five points. I think I I last saw five or six points. This, this has gone up. Uh, It it started, I believe I thought I first saw it at four and a half. Three. Yeah, so, I saw three, four and yeah, a half. So and then is that, is that yeah. what it started at four? Yeah, I saw four and a half. Yeah, moving but up. So what does that mean? mean? I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it so means anything, Marcus. You know Marcus, what I don't think it means the anything. Money, the money <laughs> well, you know, from a betting perspective, it means that the money's going on Miami. People are believing in Miami. Yeah. People think that Miami can make not only win, but but make the spread, you know, um, which I don't know, man. Miami has, you know, they've been kind of up and down when it comes to covering the spread or whatnot. They have a good chance to to, to make this spread, I think, just because of, like I said, of their the, the factors in, in the in the running game and their defense has been solid as well as, you know, trenches on both sides of the ball. But how do you think it all kind of turns out at the end of the day when the final whistle sounds? Okay, so so the Hurricanes, they've won four straight meetings against NC State. Okay. They won four okay. straight meetings against NC State. NC State, they also have that talented linebacker, um, Peyton Wilson. He's going to be a key factor. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I say Miami wins this game. Now. Okay. Not by four and a half, not by six. A team coming off two overtime wins, two overtime games in a row. So I say they win by a field goal. Okay. Our guy. I can see him. Borogales. Borogales sends it through the pipes and we win it and we go home. We go home. We go home. We go home for a win. So I say by three. Um gonna be a close one so yeah hurricanes okay hurricanes 31 nc state 28 if i if we were to put a score per se but okay. i see them winning by five six look yeah. at this offense i mean we've had to lean on the yeah. running game yeah it, it it's hard to believe that miami will blow this team out when they can't um take care of business at home you know um they've they've been big favorites at home where mm-hmm. they have to squeak out wins uh, i.e georgia tech and virginia 
So where they were big favorites, I, I believe both games, they were 18, 19 Correct. favorites. So it's kind of hard to kind of say, okay, well, this is going to be the game that they turn it around. TVD certainly hasn't shown you that that can happen. And North and, NC State has, has uh, shown you that they can beat Clemson. You know, they beat Clemson by a touchdown. They beat them in regulation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, it's all it's all bundled up in that middle of the ACC. You know, we yeah. know FSU's up top, you know, okay, King of the Hill. But in that middle, it's all bundled up. Both teams, two and two in conference play, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is, this is going to be a tough one. And I, yeah. I agree with you. My score is very similar. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a 30 to 27 game. Um, Miami has a great kicker, uh, obviously in Andy Borgales, but NC State also has a really good kicker as well. He's kicked the game winner uh, this season against Virginia. So Virginia, you know, kind of suffered a similar fate uh, that they did against NC State that they did against us last week. So, so yeah, I think that this is definitely going to be a close game, close outcome. That's why. Taliban Dykes play is so critical because it could be one, one sack. It could be one fumble, one turnover that ultimately decides this game. So you need him to be checked down Tyler. Hopefully he's checked down Tyler on Saturday night and the hurricanes come out of Raleigh with a victory and still, you know, have hopes of making it back to North Carolina for the ACC championship game. And one last thing, Marcus, just want you to know that NC State, the last home win in this series came in 2008, the last home win in the series. Oh, wow. So they, they may have some bulletin board material. <laughs> yeah, that, that they should, that they should. Uh, the last time Miami did play NC State is when Tyler Van Dyke actually had a fourth quarter comeback. He's got, I believe, two fourth quarter comebacks on his resume. That was one of them back in 2021. Back in Hard Rock, of course, different environment up in Raleigh. That is going to wrap it up for the Storm Tracker podcast. Once again, that is Wes Lammy from WorldWideWest.com. And he is probably going to join me, you know, sometime in the future as well for another podcast. Thank you for joining me today for the Storm Tracker podcast. Absolutely, Marcus. See you soon. Absolutely. Once again, make sure you... Subscribe to canescounty.com, part of the rivals.com network. Also, subscribe to this YouTube channel live from Canes County. Until the next episode.